welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm really excited to talk about this topic today because it's something that's on my mind quite a bit when I'm scrolling through social media. Um, and that topic is too, too much information or TMI, but not in the way that some people use that. Uh, sometimes if you're telling someone a story and you get a little too personal or give some graphic details, they might say that's TMI, too much information. But today what I want to talk about is how having access to the internet, which is like pretty much infinite information and information that is produced on a daily, hourly, uh, you know, schedule by media, by podcasters, by YouTubers, by writers of articles and content, by uh, people selling things, by people just posting their thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, constant just flowing of images and words that I think have just overwhelmed people so much that we have just checked out. So that will be our topic today and what and also what is the risk of doing that and what can that lead to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So before we jump into that, I just want to say that I had a really awesome weekend celebrating my anniversary. We talked about that coming up in a previous episode, and I have to uh, say that I had a much better trip this time um, compared to the one I was relating in the episode about us going hiking, and I talked about how we were kind of like frustrated with each other. This was our 30th anniversary, and I and it was just, it was really the best one so far. We We just had such a a good time spending time together. We we didn't spend a lot of money, you know, like some people buy expensive gifts or things for an anniversary. Um, but for us, we were just so happy to get away from the stress of the world and just just kind of be together with no outside um noise or people wanting us or no responsibilities is really nice. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, check out my last blog on blue skies and green pastures.com. Uh, there's actually two about our weekend and you can read about it there. So let's get into the topic of too much information. 
like I said, I, I feel like people have gone, have gotten so overwhelmed with the constant, just like rapid fire machine gun visuals and words just constantly coming at them that they, they have by necessity had to tune some of that out in order to stay sane. And I think the people that don't have that ability to um, moderate how much time they spend online, those, those people are really at risk for mental illness caused by information overload, as in anxiety, depression, even hopelessness and suicidal thoughts because they they pretty much they're correct they're correct that the world is a mess but they don't know how to deal with that and the the way to deal with it is to stop thinking about it all the time focus on the things that you can control focus on your your blessings and the people that you know that you you can trust and you care about. Yeah, there's bad people out in the world, but there's also good people in your little town, in your family, in your in your circle of friends. Focus on that. Think about those people. You know, build those relationships. That that is your vaccination against information depression. So I want to talk about another another uh, line of thinking about so much information coming at us is that it can make us think that we know more than we do. And just because we read an article about something or we saw some headlines or maybe we watched a whole bunch of videos about a topic, but we don't realize that every single one of those videos was biased. So the danger is basically that you you have a little bit of knowledge, but not enough to realize that there's a whole lot more to the story than, than you are aware of. And that false sense of knowing something can be very dangerous. And, and it can also create a, situa- a situation where if you find out like that you were wrong then you're going to be forced to either admit that you were wrong or dig in and hold on to that information and keep on saying that it's true even when you know in your heart that it's not and for people that have a kind of a weak self self uh self-esteem or I forget the word right now, but um, admitting that they're wrong, it really goes against their personality and they would rather, you know, believe and spread wrong information than, than correct, you know, correct themselves and say, hey, uh, I found out that all that stuff that I told you, it's actually wrong. So better to uh just be more aware that that just because you know a little bit about a topic doesn't mean you know everything and i am definitely talking about myself <laughs> in this 
situation because uh, I have been wrong so many times. And I've also just been like uninformed. And I've, I've discovered that there were things that I was talking about and somebody would would inform me, uh, well, what you said is like partially true or it's completely wrong. And, you know, I had to go and look up the, the information and, and I, you know, found out there was a whole nother side to the story. And I've mentioned that, you know, before that a lot of the, a lot of the things that are in the media uh, portrayed as being black and white, like are actually definitely have more to them than people realize. Uh, but that doesn't work very well in a headline. So be careful at basing your opinions or your emotions or your reactions on a one-sentence headline that that can trigger a whole lot of stuff. But then if you actually like click on it and read the whole article, you might find out that that article that headline was very misleading. And this this is very um good for the media because they want to keep people um you know following their apps and and they don't really want you to 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 stop doing that. If they give you all the information, then you won't need them anymore. And I'm talking about conspiracy theories. I'm talking about um, on both sides. Uh, For example, people who like Trump, a lot of us were told a whole lot of things that, you know, I think there may have been a little bit of a misinformation on the Trump side. And the people on the left... But they were definitely told a lot of uh, stories that were only partially true, if not downright lies, about Trump voters. So both sides, they were playing us against each other. They were keeping us divided. They were telling us that the Trump voters were evil. And the, and the Trump side was telling us that the Biden and Harris and who else, Bernie Sanders and all the other people... Uh, Buttigieg and whatever his name is, all those people, they're so evil, bad people, when really, there's a whole bunch more to that story. It's all drama, or as they like to say, it's theater. So they're just keeping, they're, they're just keeping us like focused on, on these stories without giving us any real information. So it's better to just like, if you're not going to dig deep, just don't even watch the news. Don't pay attention because all that stuff is going to go on whether you are involved with it or not. And it's not going to hurt you to not know about it. If you find it interesting and you want to you wanna be you know, into politics, great. But make sure that you're getting the whole story. Um, there's a quote that's similar to this, better to say nothing than uh, to to speak and reveal yourself to be a fool. And, you know, I see that a lot on social media, people making comments about stuff that they really don't know anything about. And I've done it myself. 
and I'm hopefully I'm I'm getting better about thinking before I speak, but I have definitely done it. And I see a lot of young people, and I I I think it's very uh, sad. It's very sad that social media is something that could be so, um, you know, good has actually turned into a you know destructive force for some people. So <clears throat> when someone read, you know, you read a headline, it there the the words are carefully chosen to trigger a certain emotion in you, and all you got to do is read the comments to see that many people will be triggered. Now, real journalism will also stimulate people to comment, but Hopefully, and and a lot of times, you will find some pretty uh, intelligent comments in real journalism articles. And how can you tell it's real journalism? Because it had it's usually a longer article. It has a lot of information that's verifiable. It has names, dates. It has you know links. It's it's not just he said this, she said that. I mean it's. It's more like you're reading an encyclopedia or something. So the people that I'm talking to right now, y'all probably know a lot of that stuff. If you're one of my blogging friends, I must say that I have learned a lot just from being in on WordPress. I've learned that there's some really smart people that write blogs and their blogs obviously have been well-researched well thought out. These people know what they're talking about, and I really appreciate those people. And um, I feel like they should be getting paid. And I wish more people would read WordPress, because the pe- people who are reading, you know, CNN and other things, they're not getting that information, unfortunately. So what happens? And this is not just on social media, but what if you're, you know, in a group of people and somebody says something and you get triggered? Well, you, you're you in real danger of losing your friends. Um, if you disagree with the majority, um, even when you know they're wrong or they're basing their opinion on limited or wrong information and because we have literally got to the point where people are they're not even thinking anymore they're just triggered and and I don't mean all people but you can see enough news stories to show that it's happening way too much now I like to believe that the majority of people in the world are intelligent enough to to see through some of these crazy things that are happening. But I'm not really sure. I mean, they're passing laws that make me think that things are worse than I want to believe. Uh, so so what do you do? How do you, how do you know who to believe, who to trust? Uh, well, you're going to have to find some 
some better sources. You know, don't get your information from from the most popular sources <laughs> because they're mo- they're mostly popular because they're they're practically the National Enquirer or the Jerry Springer show. They're they're all about drama. They are just like tickling people's ears. They're giving people self-righteous judgmental feelings that make them feel good and make them feel smart but they're not really stimulating deep thoughts about big problems in the world or you know righteous responses to these problems or you know what does the bible say about how we treat other people in this situation what would jesus do in fact they've made what would jesus do into a joke when that really is the the most important question we should ask ourselves. So how are we going to know what would Jesus do about these various problems in the world? Well, if you're like some of the people that I've dealt with online, you will have created a Jesus in your mind that is not the same Jesus that is uh, told about in the Bible. So how are you going to know? Well, the only way you're going to know who Jesus really is is by studying the Bible for yourself. Find out what did Jesus do? He he was quite an interesting man. And even when he was only 12 years old, he was in the synagogues with the with the older men and he was he he was very different than your average kid. Why? Because he was chosen. He was God in human form. So he wasn't just a man. He wasn't just God. He was fully God and fully man. And I talk about that in another podcast. And I hope that you'll look those up. I have one called Going Beyond John 3.16. Well, a lot of people have heard of John 3.16 and they think that if you know that verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Well, that verse is full of questions. Like, uh, why would God sacrifice his own son? And why does God have a son? Why does God have a son? And what does whosoever believeth in him mean? Does that, you just have to believe? or Because the Bible says that even the devils believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But they're not going to heaven. So what does that mean? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. What does that mean, perish? And what does eternal life mean? I mean, you can't just read that one verse and think that you know the gospel. Yes, it's kind of a summary, but you got to dig in and answer all those other questions. And if there's one thing I have learned since I started reading the Bible is the more I learn, the more questions I have because God, through the Holy Spirit, opens your mind and guides you as you study prayerfully 
with God's will and God's glory as your goal, God will lead you into new and deeper understanding of his word over the years. So, I mean, maybe you read the Bible when you were a kid. Well, you need to read it again if you're an adult now because you're going to read it and it's going to like, you're going to be like, oh, I don't remember this or I don't, oh, this passage actually makes sense to me now. It, it didn't make sense when I was 15 years old or, you know, oh, wow, I can actually see how I can apply this to my life. It actually applies now. It really didn't really apply to me when I was a kid, but it does now that I'm an adult and I have a wife or I have a job or, you know, I have some money that I could share and I have a little power and I can help people with. And, you know, because if you're if you're poor and have no resources and you're reading the Bible, there's going to be some stuff in there that doesn't apply to you that because you you don't have the resources but, you know, you keep on believing in, in the Lord and he blesses you and you you have a little bit more. He wants you to share it. There's an um, important verse in there, to whom much is given, much is expected. And that has a couple of meanings. It's not just uh, the fact that if you have a lot of money, God does expect you to use that money for for his kingdom, for his glory, and for helping the poor. But also, if you have been given the faith of of believing in Jesus, then God has a job for you. He didn't just save you so you wouldn't go to hell. He saved you because he wants you to work for him. In fact, when you got saved, you became his property. You were a slave to sin, and now you're a slave to righteousness. You're a slave to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You do whatever he wants you to do. And so I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they stop at the whole idea of having their sins forgiven, but they don't realize that that's only the beginning because Jesus can't use you as long as you're a sinner who is unsaved. But once you are, once you repent and believe and are born again, then God has big plans for you. He, you, there's no telling what he's going to do. But, well, there is some telling. I mean, <laughs> it's in the Bible. He wants you to love others the way he loved you. He wants you to forgive. He wants you to be patient. He wants you to be kind. He wants you to be generous. He wants you to uh, tell others about him. That's probably the most important thing. But he wants you to do it, like, not just with words, but he, because people don't always believe the things we say, but they do believe when they see us acting on our beliefs. So... That's why it's so dangerous to tell people you're a Christian if you are living a very sinful life because not only are they going to think you're a hypocrite, but they might think that all Christians are like that and they might reject Jesus because of you. Don't be that person. Be the person who 
who lives according to what they say they believe. And if you believe that Jesus uh, died for your sins, then hopefully you will see that you owe him your life now. And, you know, sometimes it takes people to come around, you know, get past some some uh, trauma and pain that they may have had in their life before they can be fully useful to God. But it's through faith that he will, he will heal you of those, those painful memories. He'll enable you to forgive the people who hurt you. He'll give you a whole new purpose in life. No longer dwelling on your past hurts and the people, you know, wanting revenge or, or possibly being self-destructive. He will enable you to be free from all that. And we, and as you're becoming free, you're, you'll be growing in your love for others and you'll be wanting them to be saved as well. And that, that is what is powerful about your testimony is that you will be able to tell people how how God changed your heart and how he, even though you had a, a bad childhood or a bad marriage or, or, you know, something terrible happened to you, you, that you have God's love in you and, and that you're, you're at peace now. I mean, that is like supernatural change right there. That is something that a psychologist or a a bottle of pills or marijuana or alcohol or food or anything else, it cannot change you like that. It might be able to numb you temporarily, but it it is not gonna take away those deep those deep pains. But but God's love can. God's love can. And I I'm giving you my honest testimony that Bad things have happened to me. Bad things have been done to me in my life. And I don't know who's all listening to this, so I don't want to give too many details because uh, it might be painful to them. But, uh, you know, in my college years, bad things ha- were done to me by bad people. And you know what? God has, like, totally healed me of that. I, I don't dwell on it. It's not like... It's not even a thought in my mind, except to to want to be able to tell other people, hey, you know, you can get past that. Don't be stuck on living in the past. The Lord is with you now. The Lord loves you now. The Lord has plans for you now. So what does this have to do with too much information and checking out from the information? Well, I think a lot of people have rejected Jesus because they had, maybe they either, they didn't have any kind of religious upbringing, like their parents were not Christians or maybe they're in some other religion. So they don't know anything about Jesus. Or if they're an American, they probably know something about Christians and Maybe they got a bad opinion of them. Maybe someone who claimed to be a Christian was treating them badly. Or maybe they went to church for years, but it didn't really make any kind of an impact on them because they really didn't know Jesus. So they think, eh, I tried that. It didn't work for me. It's because they were 
they were doing church. They they didn't know Jesus. And Jesus is not, you know, a program. It's not, Jesus is a person. Jesus is God. He's, he's just as real as your, as your husband or your best friend or your mom or your dad. He's real. He, he's there. You can't see him, but you can see the things that he does in your life when you start to look for them. So don't judge Jesus by what people have done. People don't reject Jesus because people have hurt you or church experiences have hurt you or there are because bad Christian examples have made you think that it's a bad idea or whatever. And also, I think that some people have been falsely given little snippets of information like little headlines and they see they see some headline like oh a pastor molested a child or a pastor you know was robbing his people or bought himself a jet or you know yes those are terrible things but that's people that's not Jesus Jesus didn't do those things Jesus hates that and that is the devil. That is the devil working in those people. But most Christians are not like that. Most Christians are humble. Most Christians are doing good things, but they just keep it on the, you know, they don't bring attention to themselves. So you don't hear about it. And plus the news, which is pretty much controlled by the devil, the news is not going to try to make Jesus and Christians look good. The news is going to do everything they can to draw you away from Jesus. Don't buy it. Those are false headlines. I mean, they're, they may be true stories, but they're manipulating you, just like misinformation and propaganda. And last thing I want to say about that is that you may have also heard that all religions are the same or that there are many roads to heaven, or as long as you believe in God, like God, some God, but you don't really know him, as long as you believe in a God, that you're going to heaven. Well, if you read the Bible, you find out that God says he is the only God. There is a God who made the world. There is not multiple gods. There may be lots of different stories about other false gods, but there's only one real God. And there's only one Jesus, God's son. And there's only one way to heaven. And that is by having your sins forgiven by believing in Jesus, the son of God. So of course, Satan, the devil does not want you to know that. So what's he doing? He's putting out misinformation. And because there is so much information, people are just tuning it all out and they're missing the most important news story of them all, that Jesus died for their sins, that they need a savior. You, me, all of us, we're not, we're not divided Jesus isn't saying, oh, well, all Republicans are saved or all Democrats are saved or all, you know, whatever's are saved. No, 
He's saying he's judging each one of us individually by whether or not we accept his free gift of salvation that he offered by his death on the cross and his resurrection. He gave us life. He offers us life. But if you're focused on being triggered emotionally over hot topics in the media, and I don't even have to list them all, name your favorite topic that gets you riled up, then you might miss out on on the peace and joy and hope that Jesus alone can bring to this world. If all people knew what Jesus has to offer, everything would change. And one day all people will know because he's coming back. Jesus is coming back to the world and he's going to take take with him all the people who believe and then there is going to be um, a judgment on the people who rejected him. So don't be in that group. But that's a that's another podcast. So I'll just sum it up as saying a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. So don't stop with just a little knowledge. Dig deeper. Get all the information before you make a decision. And when you find out the truth, I hope that you'll choose Jesus. Thanks for listening. Bye now.